Murder on the Music Scene has rebranded. We are now going by the name Mysterious-ish. Join us for Season 2 of Mysterious-ish, where we will be discussing conspiracy theories such as time travel and aliens. Season 2 premieres March 22nd with two new episodes. Murder on the Music Scene contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Murder on the Music Scene, the podcast where a not-really-music educator and a music enthusiast discuss the deaths of musicians and the mysteries surrounding them. I'm Caitlin. I'm Erica. And we're back for part two of the Marilyn Monroe Conspiracy Theories. Uh, Last week, we discussed last week for you guys about uh, 30 minutes ago for us. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Was not five seconds. Nope. Sure wasn't. Had to go uh, refill the wine and then we talked just for a long fucking time. It's fine. Everything's fine. So, uh, what were we saying? Oh, part two. Um, We left off. uh, Marilyn had died. Mm -hmm. And we talked about... Sorry, that was very... (laughs) No. (laughs) What? She died? Okay, so fun fact. Um, Four people, four celebrities have died this year, right? So, Mm -hmm. like, well, including Betty White, who died the last fucking day of 2021. Betty White, Bob Saget. Meatloaf. Meatloaf. And then, I no, five. Five? I think so far. Um... That one guy from that new Marvel show that's coming out, Moon Knight or some shit, that dude died. What? Yeah. And then there there was was a a comedian that just died. Oh my god. Well, I was thinking of a completely different one, so... I think the comedian died the same day Meatloaf did. Or at least was in... Because I think I saw an article, like, the same day that I saw that. So it was around the same time, at least. Well... The one that I was thinking of was she starred in Orange is the New Black. Like, she was in Orange is the New Black. She was, like, a minor character, but she was in Orange is the New Black. Who was it? I can't remember her name. Hold on. I will. I literally I just watched that before I came here. I was I didn't, honestly, I should restart it. What was I doing? Oh, wait. Um, Looking up that, that person that passed from Orange is the New Black. Hey, I've caught up on Shameless. I'm literally just waiting for Luke to, um gun ho and finish it with me but i gave him a time if he's not finishing it i'm literally fucking finishing it without him because so i was actually farther than what i thought i was halfway through season 10 oh and that's so, not even that bad so yes. you only had a season and a half left yeah so the last thing i remember is um i would i think i think spoiler I was- alert Catherine cates is the one who died from orange is the new black i don't recognize her I can't figure out who she played. Catherine Cates. Catherine she doesn't even look familiar. Cates. She must have had a really, really small part. Oh, she played in Seinfeld. Oh, she was a big part in Seinfeld, wasn't she? I don't, I've oh, never wait. seen Seinfeld. Never mind. I don't like Seinfeld. I thought she was the, the lady. The lady in Seinfeld. You know? No, I've never seen it. <laughs> Me neither. I hate it. I just know the main characters. I don't know their names, but I know... Their faces. I don't know anything. Orange is the New Black photos. Who did Catherine Cates play in Orange is the New Black? 
Ba, 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 ba. She Close played me. Amy Cantor Bloom. What? Was that the mom? Oh, she played Larry's mom. Yeah, that was the mom. I still don't recognize her. I fucking hate Kroger. Kroger, fuck you. So Luke went to go pick up the pie, and they were like, the best they could do is give us credit on our next order, so no refund and no pie. Rude! Well, That makes me really angry. I don't blame you. I'd be pissed. Seven dollars for a fucking pie. I just wanted pie for once in my life. (laughs) I have a sweet potato pie upstairs, except... Why do you hate yourself? A sweet potato pie? It literally tastes like pumpkin pie. No. Listeners, back me up here. If you want pumpkin pie, get pumpkin pie. I did get pumpkin pie, but I like sweet potato pie, too. Because sweet potato pie tastes like pumpkin pie. Yes, it does. It's so good. It tastes like sweet potato. Well, I broke the audio, so here we go. Love that. Anyways, it's time we need to get started anyways, because I'm fucking hungry. So here we go. Uh, We left off. Marilyn Monroe is dead and fucking Eunice. Okay. Erica, first conspiracy, mm. go. <laughs> Anxiety. Sorry. My, my, my iPad was opening. Meh. All right. So, um, Robert, or as we will call him, Bobby. Because Bobby Kennedy. Bobby Kennedy poisoned Marilyn Monroe. Mm. All right. So I'm going to need you to buckle in. Love that. Perky that sounded ears. like a gun cocking more than a seatbelt clicking, but it's fine. Sorry. What? Oh, no. <laughs> but re- really listen really listen to what I'm saying. I'm, l- this- I'm listening. It's a long one. All right, All right. here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so, a former L.A. police officer by the name of Mike Rothmiller has come forth and made claims on the truth. Okay. He claims he found a secret document in the LAPD arch... I was going to say archives. <laughs> because... <laughs> The other day when I was writing this, I literally said archives out loud because I think it's just really funny. And Luke looked at me so disgusted. It was like, you mean archive? It's like, yes, thanks for mansplaining it to me. <laughs> he just hates. <laughs> he hates when I mispronounce words on purpose. Uh, in the LAPD archives, and they show that Marilyn Monroe was assassinated to protect the Kennedy clan. Okay. And that it was Bobby Kennedy who gave Marilyn the poison. And there was another witness with him, Peter Lawford. He, I know him. He is an actor, mm-hmm. and he is Bobby Kennedy and J- J- John F. Kennedy's brother-in-law. Yes. Look at me. And was also known, apparently, as um, one of Marilyn's close friends. Yes. Sorry, I know some of this from... No, thank you for... Sh- the podcast episode. Yeah, thank you for um, saving me a couple words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 20 years after the passing of Marilyn Monroe, Roth Miller found Peter and made him confess to what he did. It said Peter did break down and confess, but apparently, since the case and story was buried for so long, the cover-up was far beyond the Kennedys. Sure, whatever that means. Say it again. It was... But it, because it was buried for so long. Yeah. It was far beyond the Kennedys. I don't know what that means. What do you mean far beyond the Kennedys? You know what I mean? Like, it maybe it had nothing to do with the Kennedys is what they mean. Mm. 
like it was beyond what the Kennedys are capable of. I'm not sure. Anyways. See, Mike stayed silent for decades, fearing to let the story out. He was afraid for his life, thought someone would come threaten him and his family and do something bad if he spoke up. So Mike is the the cop, right? Yes, the former LA police officer. Okay. Um, but after 40 plus years, a nice lady by the name of Nancy who came into his life soon became his wife and helped him decide to let the world know the truth. Aw, thanks, Nancy. He said... Quote, if I presented my evidence in any court of law, I'd get a conviction. What? So now we're going to go into the full story. That was okay. a little, like, preview of everything, basically. All right, let's get into it. All right. So on the hot night of August 1982, just weeks after Peter told Mike what happened, the former policeman was targeted in a mob-style assassination bid. A gunman on a motorcycle pulled up next to him. Unmarked. Stop the cop? Yes. The c- <gasps> oh, okay. Sorry, this is this is more this is more preview like before the actual story. That was my bad. Okay. Pulled up next to his unmarked car and opened fire with a semi semi automatic pistol. Rothmiller was hit in the back of in his back and his side and suffered Hi You scared me. <laughs> I forgot that there was carpet on Hi, the stairs. Baby. So come I was like, here. why didn't we hear you come Hi, down? Come on. She teleported. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, unmarked car. Yes. Okay. Unmarked car and uh, open fired with a semi semi automatic pistol. Roth Miller was hit in his back and his side and suffered spinal damage, but but he survived, but barely. All right. Now we're going into the actual like story, all right? All right. All right. All right. I'm with you. Um, at the age of 27, Mike Rothmiller was the youngest detective in his city's organized crime intelligence division, also known as OCID. Beautiful. He was assigned to desk duties, and in this department, it was nicknamed Fort Davis. It is rumored that these filing cabinets are bombproof, and these files are gossips or suspicions on anyone from crime bosses politicians actors rock stars newspaper reporters tv presenters a lot of them right so add podcasters to that list because anyone who has any sort of sway in any media format so yeah we have the file love that and they don't like us because we talk shit it's fine In these files, it was all crimes that they possibly did. Anyone who has crossed paths with the OCID had a folder in that filing cabinet with their name, background, and crime. Oh, so not us. Never mind. Keep going. (laughs) Maybe now. Maybe now. Maybe after this episode comes out. (laughs) Rothmiller was quite intrigued in these filing cabinets, so he managed to find the code to the filing system and pluck through the K names. He soon found Jack Kennedy's folder. He noticed the file was cross-referenced with Marilyn's file, and it even included other files with it, some even being mob bosses. Okay. Think of the crazy meme guy with, like, the yarn linking. Mm-hmm, like the red yarn. You and, know? And the guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. This was Mike with these folders, all right? Amazing. Pinpointing everything. Some of these files also let, uh, led Mike to a singer. By the name of Frank Sinatra. Oh, fucking Frank. <laughs> That's what the Gallagher say, too. <laughs> You're right. 
In another file, Mike found a copy of a document marked Marilyn Monroe's Diary. It was not made a secret that Marilyn kept a diary known as her mm-hmm, little mm-hmm. red book. Yep. But as far as a lot of people know, this book was never found after she passed. I know that she had like hella secrets in that. Like she literally wrote down all of her conversations with the Kennedys. Mm-hmm. Roth Miller says different and says the LAPD has a copy of the whole diary and maybe even the actual thing. Wouldn't surprise me. Mike went to some last entries of the diary. Like, the pages that they had copies of. Um, one was August 3rd, 1962, which was the day before she died. Mm-hmm. Or the supposed... Because wasn't it... She died the night of August 4th. Okay. Like, between 8.30 and 10.30 p.m. Uh, she wrote, Peter said Robert will come tomorrow. I don't know if he will. He did. He was there. Sorry. I just... Spoiler alert. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'll cut that if you want me to. That's fine. Um, as Mike flipped through the pages reading them, he noticed that Bobby was more than a casual boyfriend. Um, if you don't know if you lived under a rock, Bobby was married with seven children. Seven! Seven children. Jesus Christ! Um, and was also named America's Father of the Year in 1962. Bobby Kennedy? Sure was. Wait, what year? In 1962. (laughs) But, uh, sorry that was but it was but it was shown to believe through these diaries that he was going to leave his wife ethel and marry marilyn marilyn marry marilyn. yeah okay everybody fucking said so like most of the men that she was with said that they were going to leave their wives to marry her and then guess what the only person who ever did was arthur miller the playwright so mm-hmm. And that didn't work out very well, so. No, it didn't. All right, uh, she wrote, Bobby is gentle. He listens to me. He's nicer than John. Bobby says he loves me and wants to marry me. Mm. I love him. John hasn't called. Bobby called. Um, a week before Marilyn's death, she made another entry. Frank invited me to the lodge. He said it will be fun. He said never to mention Sam at the lodge. He's mafia. Sam... Giancana. Sure. Yeah, that one. I think that's how you say it. Yep. Frank Sinatra, of course, was the Frank who she was talking about. And then Sam Giannaccia, who was head of the Chicago mob. (sighs) Another entry uh, she wrote was Frank Frank (laughs) Frank It's because of shameless. You don't know. I don't know how to say Frank like a normal person. Frank. I definitely just burped right into the microphone. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, Frank, Peter, and others were there. Frank said, "I can't keep my fucking mouth shut." He told me to get out. I don't. This is a diary entry. Yep. Okay. Um, he told me to keep my fucking mouth shut. shut. He told me to get out. I don't know why he's treating me that treating me this way what happened to me i was drunk i don't remember did i have sex <gasps> another entry they are not calling back bob and john used me i told peter they're ignoring me i'm not going to stand for that i'm going to tell everyone about us and then another entry and it was about an occasional lover she had by the name of jose Bolanos. i'm sorry i told jose i'm going to tell the world about them they used me i'm not a whore Jose said, don't tell anyone about this. It's dangerous. 
Uh, Rothmiller also reported he uncovered rumors that Marilyn had an abortion in mid of July 1962 on Bobby Kennedy's orders. She, okay, well, mm, I have thoughts, but she had endometriosis, which means she probably had a miscarriage. But I also wouldn't put it past Bobby Kennedy to tell her, you have to have an abortion. Right. Um, here's a little backstory about, uh, Bobby. Of course, uh, he has a short fuse and a violent streak. Most of the Kennedys did. Yep. In college, he hit another student with a beer bottle, leaving him with a head wound and stitches. And he caused another fight in college. One of the students who was there said, Bobby would have killed him if we hadn't pulled him off. We had to pry Kennedy's fingers off of his neck. Jesus Christ. Yep. Um... I apologize. This story is all over the place. It's all good. But um, a Saturday night, 1982, Mike Rothmiller took a trip to Hugh Hefner's mansion. Okay. There was a party going on with a bunch of celebrities, politicians, sports figures, and so on. Rothmiller also took his wife and two friends. So, you know, he wanted to impress them mm-hmm. because I know, you know, he knows Hugh Hefner. So... <laughs> They all toured the house. A security director invited them to see Matisse Canvas, which was in the main house. A main house. Yeah, it was fucking Hugh Hefner. Let me say it again. A main house. Hugh Hefner. You don't think he had like 16 houses all over the fucking planet? Probably. Next to the canvas was a cloakroom, which was loud and blatant. I'm sorry. A cloak? A cloakroom. Like a cloakroom. Yes. Uh, he was there was room for everything what is this the 1400s <laughs> no it's 1982 <laughs> it was the 80s <laughs> okay asshole <laughs> you smart ass <laughs> that was good though <laughs> you got me <laughs> okay oh, that was some good shit um Rothmiller looked inside and saw Peter Lawford mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sitting on a couch in front of the TV. He saw this as fate and wanted to ask Peter so many questions from the OCID files he was reading. Though Peter was very drunk, Mike slipped his business card into Peter's shirt pocket and with the words, call me on the back. Oof. Rothmiller knew Bobby was in Los Angeles the day Marilyn died, but he denied it for years and the LAPD covered it up. A week later, Peter called Rothmiller paranoid. A week later from the incident at Hugh Hefner's. Okay, okay, thing. okay. Yeah, that's why this thing was so out of place. I try to make great sense of it. It's all good. I'm with you. He seemed very convinced that Mike was with the CIA, and they arranged to meet at a park off of Sunset Boulevard the following Saturday. Mike told Peter he was investigating Marilyn's death and reassured him that he was not wearing a wire or any type of recording device. He wrote up an interview as much as he could remember to ask Peter all these questions. Mm -hmm. At first, Peter gave Mike the official story, the one that he's been telling for 20 years. The actress called him the day she died, sounding woozy and low. She asked him to tell the president goodbye for her and to say goodbye to yourself because you're a nice guy. As Mm -hmm. in... Peter should say goodbye to himself. Right, because she was going to expose everyone. Yeah. Peter said he called an EMS, so apparently Peter was there. Wait. Peter said that he called the EMS. 
Oh, okay. No, no, no. So earlier than that, that night that she, before she died, residents, like neighbors, saw an EMS at her house. Mm-hmm. So that is probably when he called. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So Peter said he called an EMS. They arrived to her home in Brentwood, West LA, mm-hmm. and says she said she wool. <laughs> And she was already dead. Sally says she says. Wait, at the short. when the EMS got there? Yeah. What? That's what I'm saying, bro. Wait, uh, one more time. So Peter they arrived she... at her house in Brentwood, LA. Yep. And she was already dead when they came, like the EMS. What the? But that's not what happened. Rothmiller reported when Peter was flabbergasted that Mike called him out on his bullshit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right, because the fucking LAPD was not notified of her death until 425 mm-hmm. a.m. on August 5th. So Mike called him out and basically he bluffed saying that the LAPD bugged Peter's home. So Mike was like, I know you're not telling me because the LAPD bugged your home. Mm-hmm. So you better tell me the truth. Wait, was he bluffing? Yeah, it was a okay. bluff to tell, to get Peter. Did you Peter. say that? What? <laughs> Did you say that? What? <laughs> that he was bluffing? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Whoa, is that okay? Yeah. I just asked, and you had said it three seconds prior, so sorry I'm dumb. It's okay. <laughs> I thought I fucked up. No, it was me. My brain isn't processing things. I mean, it's fine. It's, I'm same. <laughs> Whoa. But the bluff worked, and Peter began, began, <laughs> began to speak, saying every little detail about how she died. Starting with the horrific events at Frank Sinatra's lodge party. So, um, viewer discretion is advised for this next couple parts. Um, so if you're not comfortable, please get at least a good minute or two. Trigger warning for, um, I'm assuming rape. Yes. Okay. So we'll give you a minute. Well, a couple seconds to skip if you need to. The lodge was also a part of a casino resort, which was owned by Frank and the mom. So the mob and Frank owned a casino and this lodge together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was because a- Frank Sinatra was yes. in the mob. Yes, it was on the border of Nevada and California at Lake Tahoe. Really fucking nice. <laughs> Marilyn had flown out there the last weekend of July in her private jet. Peter said uh, he was at the party but kept his distance. He saw Marilyn drinking a lot of alcohol. She was carried into a back room, semi-conscious, where she was raped by Sam. Is it, you said Gia. Giancana. Giancana then was abused by a group of men and women. Yeah. Pictures were taken for potential blackmail. Some of the photos even showed her with prostitutes. When God, Marilyn, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. When Marilyn woke up the next morning, Sinatra forced her out in public and warned her not to say anything about her affairs with the Kennedys. Then was left to sleep everything off and sent home. What the fuck? Threats, sexual violence, and blackmail wouldn't silence Marilyn Monroe. It only made her more angry. Well, yeah, you fucking raped her. Mm -hmm. She literally... She was sexually assaulted as a fucking child. And now you're bringing back all these memories and expecting her to keep quiet about it? No. Fuck you. Yes. So she told people... uh, She told anyone who would listen to her... The day before she died, she appeared in an interview with Life magazine saying she doesn't care if her career ended. Peter's, uh, Peter said Bobby Kennedy decided to visit Maryland Saturday, for, Saturday August 4th, 1962. He mm-hmm. flew to L.A. 
Peter and Bobby met up and drove to her home. There, Bobby demanded her to hand over her diary. Marilyn lost her temper and was waving a kitchen knife at him. Okay. Peter calmed her and took Bobby out of the house. They then returned later that evening, and Marilyn seemed a bit hazy. She mm-hmm. was under the influence of alcohol and drugs. They soon got into a heated argument. Her and um, Peter? Uh, Bobby. Oh, okay. Yep. Of course, as we know, Bobby Kennedy can get a bit angry, so mm-hmm. he was waving his fist on her face, and she slapped it away. <laughs> he grabbed both of her- <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why that was funny. <laughs> well, he grabbed both of her wrists, she broke free, and slapped him. Kennedy proce- proceeded to check the house, uh, looking for her diary- and Peter sat with her on the couch in the living room. Bobby Kennedy tore her house apart, throwing out drawers and pushing things over, looking for her little red diary. Uh, Bobby went to the kitchen when he couldn't find it, and Peter followed him, begging the, like begging for him. Begging him for them to leave. Begging Bobby to leave. Yeah, like okay. Peter really wanted to leave. Okay. And when Peter got to the kitchen, he noticed Bobby was stirring a glass of water with a spoon, and he asked what he was doing. And Bobby replied uh... with nothing. Oh, God. Bobby walked up to Marilyn, who was crying into her hands, and handed her the water, telling her to drink up. Peter encouraged her to drink the water, knowing that something was in it. She Peter took- told her to- That yeah, he fucking encur- prick. He encouraged her to drink it. Rude. She took a sip and said the water tasted funny, but Bobby encouraged her to finish it. So she did and laid back, and she soon passed out. The men continued to search the house, but couldn't find the diary. Um, when they got back- to check on her, um, they noticed that she didn't really move since then because I guess it's been a while. Um, she wasn't responding and Peter started to freak out and asked what Bobby gave her. Peter said she wasn't breathing and asked what they should do. Kennedy said to leave her and so they did. When they got to the front door, they were confronted by two men. At first, Peter thought maybe they were her neighbors but discovered they were secret service agents. Oh my fucking God. Peter thought the agents were going to take them away but then walked right past them. Peter and Bobby then rushed to the car and then drove to the airport. Peter was in a panic and he knew Marilyn was dead. He was soon stopped by Detective Lynn Franklin, Sunday, August 5th at 12.10 a.m. And there was a record down in the file about Mm -hmm. that traffic stop. Um, For the rest of his life, Bobby denied he had been in L.A. that night. Marilyn Monroe died. But Sunday... August 5th at 9 a.m., he said he was 310 miles away at a church near San Francisco with his wife and four kids. Now, that says four kids. Okay, so it was probably four kids at that time. Probably. Good. I would I would hate to take seven kids to church. I would hate to take lot. seven kids anywhere. I mean, yeah. I would hate to take four kids anywhere. Taking one kid anywhere. I don't want to be fucking outnumbered. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, back at Maryland's house in Brentwood, the LAPD searched search team found her diary and disposed of the glass she was given and her naked body was posed for pictures both with and without a telephone in her hand wait yes for evidence purposes i don't know i didn't say it was they took pictures i'm gonna guess because i mean since obviously these agents were there to cover up what bobby did i'm gonna say that it was some sick thing for their files so, I also, in the podcast episode that I listened to, they, remember last episode I said that um, there was, like, 
40 pills missing, Mm -hmm. but there was no glass of water anywhere. The original investigator said that there was no glass of water and, like, even Eunice and um, either Hyman or, fuck me, the psychiatrist, Greenson, either Hyman or Greenson helped the original investigator look for a glass of water and nobody could find one anywhere. But then later, the glass appeared in evidence pictures, so. Yeah, and that could have been it because it said that they were the ones that disposed the glass. Mm-hmm, probably. So maybe some of those photos were Because they would have, if they found, had found the glass of water, they probably would have tested it right. for drugs. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, eh, it was the 60s, who knows? It's, it's fine. Um, the print was, sh- uh... The print that was released to the press showed her face down holding the receiver, though post-mortem results showed that she laid on her back for some time after death. The post-mortem also showed that sedatives and... Sedatives. What did I say? Sedatives. Lol. <laughs> uh, post-mortem. Showed that... Sedatives. Sedatives, because I was going to say it again. <laughs> and nimbutal? Nimbutal. That. And oral hydrate uh were found in her body but mike believes that the drink bobby gave her was mixed with a military grade lethal poison supplied by the cia okay uh uh, sadly peter wofford died in 1984 yep mike never doubted his confession though no he literally fucking told you every oh my god why would he how would he make any of that up is he just going to just pull that out of thin air? Just make it up? I mean, the CIA, the the supposedly CIA agent did. Oh my god. But they debunked that. I don't see anybody debunking this. Yeah. I don't fucking know. It's fine. All right. So that's that conspiracy. That was a lot. Um, okay. Let's power through these. Right. I'm going to read this one. I figure we'll do a little back and forth. Oh, a little bit back and forth? All right, all right, all right. We'll do a little bit back and forth. So, it is said that the mafia killed Marilyn to get revenge on Bobby Kennedy. Um, Both Sam Giancana, I think that's how you say it, I'm sorry, and Jimmy Hoffa came up with a plan together to take her out. They gave her an enema with deadly drugs in it. Uh, They used their skills and technique to hide any traces of the pills being in her body. These claims are from a lady by the name of Wendy Lee. She wrote the book, The Secret Letters. Wendy spent three years researching Marilyn's death. Um, She claims that Marilyn had left a bottle of chloral hydrate next to her bed the night that she died. Um, It only had 10 of the 50 pills, like I've said. Um, she said in her book that the same drug had been used the last year, which was, uh, 1961 for a number of brutal underworld killings as was known as the mafia's preferred choice of killing someone. Dr. Thomas, who was the Los Angeles deputy medical examiner, found eight milligrams of chloral hydrate and four and a half of Nembutal, which is a sleeping tablet in Marilyn's blood. They said she took enough of both pills that could have killed 15 people. But no traces were found in her stomach, just her blood and her liver, as I stated in the last episode. 
Uh, John Miller, who was the head of the L.A. District Attorney's medical legal section, that's a lot of words, Mm. um, he was there for Marilyn's autopsy. He also believes that she was given an enema. Uh, He said, quote, if you wanted to kill someone, an enema would leave no residue in the stomach. Dr. Thomas and I were convinced this was absolutely the route of admitting the fatal dose. However, the two men who could have been questioned were dead. Jimmy Hoffa disappeared in 1975. That will have to be an episode in of itself because, good God, there's a lot of conspiracies behind that. People suspect he was murdered by the mafia and Sim Giancana died the same year, the night before he was due to testify about his relationship to the Kennedys. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> they make shit happen, I tell you. The fucking mafia. Mm. 30 years before all this happened, Joe Kennedy, who I'm assuming was the Kennedy's father, he was like, Kennedy sure, I didn't realize senior. there were so many of them. Yeah. There's literally like, there's um, John and Bobby, and then there's Rose, and then there's another one who had to have been married to Peter Lawford. Son of a bitch. Rose Kennedy. Oh, God. Um, Rose Kennedy has her own story. <laughs> She was mentally ill, and they gave her a lobotomy. And, um, yeah. She was, like, pretty much erased from the Kennedy um, legacy. That's the word I was going for. So what you're telling me is the Kennedys be super, super, super sus. Oh, yeah. If you ever get a chance, um, listen to the Kennedy family, the podcast, like, whatever. They're the ones that go through all of the, like, Kennedys, like, l- lives, and they talk about Rose Kennedy. They talk about all the conspiracies behind JFK's death and Bobby Kennedy's death. Like, that is a fucking phenomenal series. The Kennedy family, or I think it's called The Kennedys. I don't know. I listened to it and I loved it. So, 30 years before all this happened, uh, Joe Kennedy was head of the Kennedy clan. And he became partners with the notorious mafia boss, Frank Costell. Costell? I don't know. In a bootlegging operation in the 1930s. Decades later, when John F. Kennedy ran for the White House, claims were made that his father called the Cosa Nostradamus once again for help to buy votes. So, like, he called upon the mob to buy votes. Mm -hmm. But the Kennedys' relationship with the mafia soon turned sour when Bobby became attorney general and cracked down on organized crime because, hello, the mafia is organized crime. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Jimmy Hoffa, who was the Loon loon, loon leader, (laughs) union leader, is all about crime. So, Jimmy Hoffa and all of the mobs are now enemies with the Kennedys. Because Bobby Kennedy is the attorney general and fucking JFK is the president of the United States. Sow. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder they don't get along. So, in 1962, Jimmy and Sam joined forces to solve an issue that they both had. There are some FBI files that have records of a conversation that was said between Hoffa and one of his associates. Quote, somebody has to bump that son of a bitch off. You know, he drives about in a convertible and swims by himself. It would be easy to get him with that, but I'm leery of it. It's too obvious. So, they decided to go through the relationship between Marilyn and Bobby to get back at him. So Bobby pissed him off mm. and Marilyn happened to be in the line of fire. Yep. So that sucks. What you got? Um, another one about the mafia. 
I'm sorry. Another one. Another one. <laughs> DJ Khaled. <laughs> what? The way I laughed made me laugh harder. Oh. <laughs> you want to know something funny? Yeah. So there's DJ Khaled. And then there's another musician named Khalid. Khalid. Mm-hmm. Is it Khalid or Khalid? Khalid. Okay. So Khalid, Khalid, what I fucking forget already. He sings in a song that I know and I can't think of the name of it. It's one specific song because your girl doesn't listen to pop music. I like Halsey and Dua Lipa and that's about it. Um, but I said something to my students about this singer mm-hmm. and I was like, wait, isn't it DJ Khaled? And they were like, no. <laughs> I was like, are you sure? And they were like, it's a different person. And I was like, okay, okay thanks. <laughs> That's my story <laughs> about how uncultured I am in today's pop culture. <laughs> if, if any of Caitlin's old students are listening, I am very sorry. She used to be educated in pop and rap music, but she is not anymore. I'm super not anymore. Sorry, not sorry. Your but girl, it's alright. Your girl likes some hard rock. I'm, and recently I haven't even been listening to music. I listen to podcasts so fucking often. Dude, I've noticed that too. Like, I have definitely ventured away from music a lot, which is mm-hmm. super sad. It is. Oh, don't get me wrong. When I'm cooking or cleaning, I still, like, turn on. The other night, oh, oh, Falling in Reverse. Sorry. <laughs> Falling in Reverse just came out with a new song. Zombified. Mm-hmm. And thanks to my friend Jordan for telling me about it because she messaged me and she was like, hey, so Falling in Reverse just came out with a new song. And so I listened to it. I fucking love it. Ronnie Radke literally made a TikTok. Update really quick. I added Tom Holland to my list. <gasps> Let's Because, see. okay, but here's the thing. Yeah. I fucking love Tom Holland. Like, he is so sweet, mm-hmm. but if the opportunity ever presented itself, I could not break up him and Zendaya. I love them. I love Zendaya. I just a bad bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I just started Euphoria, and um, it's all is about- it good? It's like- I keep hearing um, things. Um, Grey's Anatomy fans, I saw McSteamy's dick. That was true? Yes! Well, it was very, like, very much blurred out. I read an... I didn't really read the article, but I saw the headline. It was, it was like, not blurred was, out, but it was, like, not focused. Something about rimming. Oh. I haven't gotten there. That's it in season two, and I just oh, started okay. season one. Yeah, I just saw I like, saw it, too. But, uh, like... But mm-hmm. is it good? I keep hearing, like, good things about it. I don't know anything about the show. I have no idea what it's about. It's very much centered around sex and drugs and um if you're not into nudity or like like if you don't like game of thrones you won't like euphoria um okay so i mean it's more of like a coming of age story but zendaya plays this like drug addicted teenage girl who just gets out of rehab and now she's trying to like live right and she like tries to hide once she gets out of rehab she like immediately goes back to it and tries to hide it from her mom and it's a mess but i am still not sure how i feel about it i'm gonna give it a shot but all right yeah what were we talking about 
it was my turn for the next conspiracy. Yes, yes, yes. We need this third conspiracy. Sorry. Um, some think that the Kennedys hired Sam to kill her. Okay. To, of course, you know, silence the affairs of, you know. That she was going to expose. Yes, of course. Um, someone said that there was reports of five mafia men entering her home. Uh, there they that th- night that she died? Yep. <gasps> there they think the men had a chloroform. This is very specific for someone that apparently just saw them enter the house. <laughs> they think that the men had a chloroform-soaked washcloth, knocked her out, and injected her with, um, what's that B word you were saying earlier? The barb- barbiturates. That. Injected her with that. <laughs> I'm not even going to try and pronounce that word. And moved her body to the bedroom and made it look like a suicide. Great. Yep. That was very short and to the point. Okay. So it's basically just the same theories over, just kind of different. All right. Yeah, just a little more elaborate. This one has to do with aliens. So I'm surprised you didn't pick this one. Okay. I was like, man, that's very like... Of course, I would read it. So it was like, I'm going to let Caitlin read it. Okay, sorry, I'm adjusting. My chair keeps squeaking. That's the noise you keep hearing. Okay, so a man by the name of Michael Mozzarella. Just kidding. His name is Michael Mazzola. I don't know. He, Michael Mozzarella made a documentary called Unacknowledged. This documentary goes into a whole lot of different conspiracies, including UFOs and Marilyn. UFOs? UFOs <laughs> and Marilyn Monroe. It is said that Marilyn was going to tell the whole world about UFOs and was going to leak classified documents. <laughs> Technology website Gizmodo. <laughs> Actor Burl Ives. What? I don't understand that. Whatever. Claimed Marilyn didn't die from a drug overdose. Dr. Stephen Greer in the documentary was shown apparently holding a death warrant for her. After Marilyn had a phone conversation with reporter Dorothy Kilgallen. That is the name that I mentioned. Yeah, that's what I was looking for earlier, and that's why I couldn't find yes, it. Yes, 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 yes. So she had this conversation with Dorothy Kilgallen, who, by the way, was eventually murdered. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was that's looking deep. Yeah. No, she just, like, knew all this shit about everything that Marilyn and her had been discussing, and then she just mysteriously dies. Not long after Marilyn, by the way. I think mm. it was, like, less than a year. Mm. So... Uh, Dorothy Kilgallen, she was looking deep into the Roswell incident in New Mexico. So, quote from the movie, quote, The best evidence for extraterrestrial contact dating back decades is presented with direct top secret witness testimony, documents, and UFO footage. Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> 80% of which has never been revealed elsewhere. The -the behind-the-scenes research and high-level meetings convened by Dr. Stephen Greer will expose the degree of illegal, covert operations at the core of UFO secrecy. Marilyn knew everything about what happened in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. JFK witnessed everything at the accident and told her every little detail. It is believed that the CIA was behind everything and took her out so she couldn't tell anyone about what she knew. So, so far, <laughs> we have that the mafia did it mm-hmm. to get back at Bobby Kennedy. Yep. We have that the Kennedys did it yep. to prevent her from opening her mouth. Yep. We have that the CIA did it to prevent her from opening her mouth. <laughs> yep. And we have that the mafia did it because, just because. Just, just because. Mm-hmm. Just because. All right. Go for it. All right. 
Um, Frank Sinatra, back at it again. Okay. Uh, believes that Marilyn was murdered. Okay. I mean, so She's do we. He's not wrong. Um, apparently Marilyn met up with her ex-husband, Joe DiMaggio. DiMaggio. It's okay. It's the wine. <laughs> blame the wine. I can barely read. It's also Italian as fuck, so I don't blame you. DiMaggio. 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 <laughs> it's me, Mario. Joe. Good old Joe. All right. Frank Sinatra believes that Marilyn was murdered. Apparently, Marilyn met up with her ex-husband, Joe DiMaggio, and was going to have a press conference to reveal that that they got back together. But the rumors were that she was having the press conference to, sub- <laughs> to speak about her affairs with John and Robert Kennedy. But she was using it, using the ruse of saying she was, like, going to call the press conference and be like, hey, me and Joe are getting back together. But really, when they put the cameras and the microphones in her face, she was going to be like, I fucked both Kennedy brothers. Yes. Both of them. And aliens are real. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Frank said that she never said anything about the Kennedys because she still had feelings for Jack Kennedy. She also went for the third brother. All right. Whoa. Keeping it it in in the the family. (laughs) Um, but that's all right. I'm not going to yuck your yum. No, no, no. Marilyn would talk often about John and Bobby to Frank and would always question why they shut her out after she stopped being intimate. Well, yeah, because as soon as JFK, like, like a year into his presidency, she was like, like she had that direct line. Mm -hmm. And then one day it was just like cut off and she was like blocked, Mm. like delete blocked all of the above. All the above. Uh, Sinatra believes that if the press conference was never announced, she would have lived longer. Probably. And that's it for that one. So Frank thinks because that she did this, or I didn't even say if she did it or not. Simply that it was announced. That's why she got taken out is because she was going to hold a press conference and they started freaking out and it was like, oh my God, they're going to, she's going to tell everyone, but we can't have that. Yeah. Can't have her. Telling the world the truth, God fucking so, forbid. Yeah, so that was just a con- uh, that's just what Frank did. Uh, he let that conspiracy out before he passed, and so he died thinking that it was she died because of the press conference. Mm-hmm. Basically, I have two more. Mm-hmm. Do you want to read the last one, or do you want me to read both of these? Read both of them. Beautiful. Okay, first one. She faked her death. Beautiful. One of the theories claimed that her death was staged. And that her psychiatrist, Dr. Ralph Greenson, Ralph, I could not remember his name earlier, uh, committed her to a mental institution in New Brunswick, Canada, due to a breakdown she had because of all of the threats she was getting from, you know, the mafia and fucking the Kennedys and everyone else on the planet. Yes. The CIA and the FBI and the everyone. An author by the name of John Alexander Baker, who wrote Marilyn Monroe Alive in 1984, he believes Marilyn stayed at the institution as well and went 20 years without being recognized before she was released. He wrote in the book that in 1984, he picked up a hitchhiker in Nova Scotia who claimed to be Marilyn Monroe. Um, she also seemed, oh, who, this hitchhiker also seemed just like a homeless, frightened, paranoid, schizophrenic person. She proceeded to tell him her days of being a movie star, and he even says that he could see the resemblance. He was kind of taken aback by it, and apparently she had a similar singing voice as well. 
Baker admits the mental state that she was in would make it hard to believe her story, but says, quote, I believe 99% that she really was who she claimed to be. So, um, flashback to part one when I revealed that her mother had paranoid schizophrenia, was diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic, and it's genetic. Like, it can be passed down. It's hereditary. Hmm. So, that's, it's possible. I'm not, I'm not Nick's in that one. Last one. And then we can discuss. The mafia murdered Marilyn Monroe for the fourth fucking time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the theory goes that Bobby Kennedy had her house wired with the orders of, uh, by the orders of union leader Jimmy Hoffa or Chicago mafia boss Sam Giancana. Apparently, there were reports of people seeing Bobby going into her home, but he still stated that he was in San Francisco. Remember, he was not there. He wasn't there. God, stop asking. He wasn't there. Mm-mm. He had to go to church with his wife and his four kids. God. Okay. So Sam wanted Marilyn because he thought she had a relationship with his henchman, Johnny Roselli, who was dead at the time. Um, apparently, Marilyn was threatening to blow the lid off of Sam's operations. Obviously, Marilyn knew a lot about some dangerous people. She was sp- Speaking on things that she knew were secret, so Jimmy and Sam went after her before she could make something of it. Before she could fucking expose them, because God forbid she tell the world the truth mm-hmm. once again. Mm-hmm. Those are all the conspiracies. What do you think? Uh, I definitely believe that Bobby poisoned her. That seemed like the most realistic and it lined up very well, mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. I think, I don't think that... Um, What's his butt face? Peter. I don't think Peter was lying. I don't know how he would have come up with that. Plus, there are literal reports of neighbors and other people seeing Bobby Kennedy and Peter Lawson walk into Marilyn Monroe's house the night that she fucking died. And there are reports that an EMS showed up Mm -hmm. at a certain time. Like, I don't see how that would be a lie. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. How are you just going to pull that out of your ass? I also could see, though, I also could see the CIA doing it Mm -hmm. for either the purpose because JFK couldn't keep his mouth shut. Right. I mean, he told Marilyn a bunch of shit Mm -hmm. about his dealings as president. Um, So that's his fault. Honestly, why didn't we just... Oh, wait, we did. Oh, oh, (laughs) shit. (laughs) I was going to say, why don't we just kill him instead? We killed both of them. Oh! Not we, but they. Mm. We were not alive then. No. I was like, not even, I was not even a twinkle in my, I was a twinkle in my three-year-old grandma's eye. So. (laughs) Considering, yeah. So I think that the CIA could have done it because she was going to out UFOs Mm -hmm. or because she was going to out the Kennedys. Honestly, I think it all just kind of links Maybe yeah. it was all of them. Maybe. Maybe they were all in on it. Yeah. I mean, Frank Sinatra, the whole thing at the lodge, that is a verified incident that she was at that lodge and there were pictures right. taken of her being sexually assaulted. Frank Sinatra was a shitty person. Mm-hmm. He was not a good person. He was involved with the mob. He was abusive and just not a good person. And so I bet he had something to do with it. Honestly. Right. 
And like, especially with the the cabin and all of that, that's even if he didn't like directly have something to do with it, it's still pretty fucked up what he did to her. So he's still a shitty person in my eyes. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of them are intertwined. I mean, we mentioned yeah. the same names like six times. Yeah, like when I was doing my research, like I know that there's like all these conspiracies, but bro, like this, these were the conspiracies that were, that was given to me. Like mm-hmm. I even tried to look up like, oh, did John F. Kennedy kill her? I could not find Mm-mm. a conspiracy on him with her. Right. Yeah. Or like, there were some that were given like to me in headlines, and I was like, "All right, what can I make of this?" And I even tried to look it up, and like nothing was given to me. Like it was. Yeah. Mostly people believed that it was either Bobby Kennedy or the mafia. Really. Mm-hmm. I can see it either way. I can see them all working together a little bit, mm-hmm. especially like like the CIA was probably like, "Hey, JFK." Put a fucking lid on your mistress or keep your damn mouth shut. And so they killed both of them. Mm -hmm. So I can see the CIA doing it with Bobby Kennedy, especially with Bobby Kennedy being the attorney general and needing to protect both his family legacy and the United States in general. Like, and obviously, like, JFK loved Marilyn. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think he would have allowed anyone to kill her. Like, he would not have given those orders, I don't think. Right, yeah. I think it was Bobby Kennedy. I don't know. I don't know. But I know Marilyn Monroe isn't officially a musician, but uh, she sang. She did. (laughs) She performed in a lot of musicals, so she counts. Yes. (laughs) Okay, shall we? We shall. Let's do our big announcement here. Yeah. Okay. Let's get ready to rumble. You want to say it? We're leaving forever, bitches. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're, no, not. we're no, not. We're not. We're not leaving forever. Don't freak out. We are rebranding. So there are going to be some pretty big changes coming. Um, we are going to take about a six-week hiatus. Um, we will be back on March 22nd. Don't forget about us, though. No, don't forget about we're us. We're still going to be here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Keep your eyes open for some teasers and trailers um you are going to notice some changes Mm -hmm. on like our social media and everything just big things are coming Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. big things are happening okay so don't forget about us but this is the last you're going to hear from us for a little bit um i hope you enjoyed this two-part series Mm -hmm. here hope you liked these conspiracies because I definitely enjoyed reading them and hearing them, and I didn't research the conspiracies, but Marilyn Monroe, yeah, no shit. She had an interesting life, and like even in death, she's still wowing us. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, don't forget about us. We'll catch you back here on March twenty second. Okay, I'll be twenty five. Ooh, I will be almost twenty four. I'll be so close to twenty four. People mm-hmm. will like me again. <laughs> my husband can no longer say nobody likes you because you're 23. That was that was my favorite part. Whenever I was 23, I would always make the joke uh, to myself, like, "Man, nobody fucking likes me. I'm 23, man." <laughs> All right. Well, have a wonderful uh, 
life for the next six weeks. I was literally going to say the same thing. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Sorry. Have a great life. Um, I'm awkward. <laughs> eat all the great snacks. Drink. Do other things. Yes. Drink um, if you're legally allowed to. Or if you're not, it's fine. I ain't no snitch. I ain't no snitch. <laughs> all right. Goodbye forever. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Thank you for listening to Murder on the Music Scene. Our cover art and our music and editing is done by Caitlin Anderson. Check out our website at murderonthemusicscene.com and don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Murder on the Music Scene. If you have suggestions or comments, email us at murderonthemusicscene at gmail.com. All of our episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you would like to support us, you can become a patron on Patreon. Just search Murder on the Music Scene or use the link on our website. Make sure to join us next time for another conspiracy-filled episode of Murder on the Music Scene.